0: Okay. Hello and welcome back, everyone. This is Ben Chiriboga, the Chief Growth Officer here at Nexel coming to you with another This Legal Life podcast. You are here for part two of the LMA Wrap-Up Super Edition, and I am here with the one and only Betty Burns. Betty, how are you? Welcome to your LMA Super Podcast Wrap-Up Session.
1: Hey, Ben, how are you?
0: Doing incredible. What do you think of my uh, podcaster voice? It's uh, pretty good. This is the first time we've recorded together. It's great.
1: I think I think your podcast voice is fantastic. You could have a career in radio.
0: <laughs> I'd like to think so. You know, I'm i always like secretly jealous of people who have super defined like uh, like voices. You know, it's like mm-hmm. something that you're just like, oh my god, what does that what does that person look like on the other side of it? It's 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 great. I think it's a gift. So uh, talking about gifts, I get to sit down with you today to record a little bit. Of about your uh, takeaways from LMA23. But before we get there, tell us a little bit about Betty Burns. What's uh, going on in your world? The firm, Walton, all the rest of it. Yeah, what's your role? Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I am the um, marketing and public relations director here for at Walton Law Firm. We're a small boutique firm located in Auburn, Alabama, and we uh, practice personal injury and criminal defense. And we mainly serve um, East Alabama and West Georgia.
0: Nice. So um, that's a good combination, marketing, p- PR. Tell us a little bit about, uh, tell us a little bit, maybe just really quickly about your day-to-day. Everybody has a different day-to-day. What's, what's fun things? What stuff that you do? Yeah, paint us a picture real quick.
1: So... I am pretty much kind of just like a one-person show um, here at our firm. Like I said, we're kind of a smaller firm. Um, So I've been here for about 13 years, um, and I have created basically um, just a lot of different marketing and public relation outlets and uh, really just trying to make an impact on our community, not only in regards to obviously promoting the firm, but also really making it a good point of to uh, just, you know... Like, we live in the communities that we work in and, like, really doing a lot of uh, community impact and community outreach. And we've got um really encourage, like, all of our staff to make sure that they go out and do their part, whether it's volunteering for different organizations like the Boys and Girls Clubs or United Way or, you know, just obviously being really, um, you know, really being a part of our different chambers and our different areas that we serve and that kind of thing. Everything from funding storm relief efforts when we have, like, horrible tornadoes that we've had over here or yep. – you know, just to, you know, just to local school sports and, and athletic events and that kind of thing. So that's really kind of the direction that we've taken um, here at Walton Law Firm is really just kind of, we call ourselves your hometown firm. Uh, So we just kind of focus on our little area and we're really, really successful in our little area. So that's pretty much what I do all day is just contacts. And then obviously I have to do all of the digital and all of I, I do all of our creative as well mm-hmm. so I do everything from in our social media so I'm just kind of do all of it so Love anything it. marketing that's me that's what I do
0: all right. Well, let's uh, talk about marketing. Let's go to your LMA takeaways 23. So we got to meet at uh, LMA 23. It was great. You were uh, fantastic to get down. I got to meet so many cool people. It's, uh, it's such, a, such, a, such a blessing for real. Um, so why don't we go into your biggest takeaway? we got three, three questions. Uh, the second one is my favorite, but let's go to the first one. The first was, what was your biggest takeaway from LMA 23?
1: I think my biggest takeaway from LMA 23 was just confirming the importance um, of the legal marketing industry across the board. Um, I think sometimes it's very obvious that, like, personal injury firms and things like that also do an enormous amount of marketing, but I don't think that a lot of people realize and recognize the importance for those B2B firms who are really trying to reach out from business to business. Um, and the approaches may be different in the different legal sectors, um, but, um, you know, I just think that. My biggest takeaway from it was just, you know, knowing the importance of marketing from across all the different uh, legal industry, but also I really think that the importance of legal marketing is going to have a direct effect on just how the public views the legal field in general. And then uh-huh. we'll also, I think probably end up determining how lawyers end up practicing law in the future.
0: Yeah, it's totally, I, um, you know, I don't know if you were part of that GC council, but to your point, you know, it's not too much of a stretch to say business development, marketing operations really will be kind of the edge that differentiates um, lawyers. It's still important to have lawyers, really important to have great yeah. lawyers. It is true, you know, but um, that that client experience, that entire way that uh, the perception and kind of the value that comes from marketing and business development for uh, clients is going to be fantastic. So I'm very excited um, as, a, as, a, as a fellow, marketing BD person, you know, I really do. I I drink the Kool-Aid whenever it comes to uh, that, that entire argument, which I think is definitely true. Okay. So why don't we get to my favorite question? Let's go to question number two. What does the legal, legal marketing association community, LMA mean to you?
1: So I'm a new member. So first, and foremost let's you know throw that I haven't been there for years and years and years okay. um and like i am like i said earlier i am um in a soul in a small firm and i'm pretty much the only person who handles all of our marketing and pr um and so honestly it was just great to have a group or community of people who really understand what it is the things that i could be discussing or going through or talking about or things that you could potentially be struggling with and just the, all the ins and outs of legal marketing because while we do have other marketers and public relations organizations and that kind of thing, Like, there's nothing that really focuses just on legal marketing. And I think legal marketing can be extremely different than other forms of marketing. We might use all the same outlets, but I think that there's just a lot of different um, rules and regulations and things that we kind of have to stay with and stick by um, in regards to just our state bars, to ethical guidelines and that kind of thing. So it's the LMA community has really been great. um, Not only in just being extremely welcoming to a new member, um, but also just, it's been awesome being able to have, you know, just an outlet to discuss and talk with a, you know, a group of people who, really understand what it's like to do legal marketing.
0: Yes, totally. Nobody goes to university for legal marketing, right? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's not on the curriculum. Definitely not. Oh, well, that? you know, it's my favorite question, Betty, because uh, basically I ask it to everybody and everybody basically has... A different answer that is effectively the same. Let me explain. You know, basically, everybody says legal marketing in the community is always there to welcome me at any point in time in my career. And there's somebody that you can kind of reach out to along any dimension. You're a solo marketer at a personal injury uh, firm, you can sort of do that. You're the CMO at a you know, huge B2B company that only services uh, financial services. You know, those two couldn't right. be any any different. And yet, at the same time, you can sort of find somebody that um, can help you and resonates uh, with kind of the problems that you're dealing with. So uh, the breadth and the depth. Maybe I, I haven't said that yet, but yeah, yeah that's, I that's, think how that's how good. I'm thinking the about breath it. The
1: breadth and the depth. I think that's the like breadth
0: okay, and good. the depth. I know. There we go. All right. So why don't we wrap up with our last question, which is how has the LMA made an impact on your career in legal marketing?
1: Well, like I said, you know, I'm a new member. And so um, I don't want to say that it hasn't made an impact on my career as a whole, but um, there's definitely been a lot of things that I've been able to take advantage of um, in my career after I've joined legal marketing. And I would probably say that the Coffee Talk Digest that we Mm -hmm. get um, throughout the week is probably one of the best things that I have. And believe me, I get newsletters (laughs) and that thing constantly. And I always look forward to that Coffee Talk Digest because it's always just such an enormous amount of great information. And it's actually people in my industry, in my field that are... Really trying, like they're either giving great ideas and they're giving great suggestions, or it's people who may be asking a question that I was like, you know what, I had that question a few weeks ago, but I forgot about it, and great, someone came and answered it. Um, and so that's just a great thing to be able to have <clears throat> and utilize, and to know that like they, they're not trying to sell me something.
0: Yeah, totally. Because
1: all the other things you know that you get, they're all very, they can be informative, but there's always, you know, there's the catch to try to sell you something at the end. So that yes. coffee talk digest is just. It's just a great opportunity to be able to, you know, just really kind of get some different ideas and and suggestions, everything from what to do in this type of scenario to different types of software programs and things like that. So,
0: yeah. Totally. Yeah. Shout out to user generated content and all the people out there answering those questions. You know, the internet is run by you. The internet is run by that random dude or dudette who's out there answering questions that nobody wants to answer. I don't know who you are, but bless you. You know, you're the you're the heroes you're the heroes i know i know sometimes uh yeah sometimes whenever i like go on youtube and like some random person has answered like how do i like replace the battery on my uh, security camera i'm like i can't even believe you created a video for this But well, bless you you know it's amazing thank you so much
2: <laughs>
0: thank you so thank you user generated content and thank you to yes the lma coffee uh coffee bits it's an, it's incredible all right well i think that those were all the questions that i have you know it's uh talking about blessing it's such a good a good way to catch up with you to sort of record this podcast. It's awesome. Tell us a little bit about the next, you know, three, six, nine months, like what's going on in in your world post LMA.
1: Um, Well, I think that we are actually um, getting ready to start our own podcast. Cool. So I think that I've gotten as much information as I can um, in that regard and finally got all of our equipment in and that kind of thing to get it going pretty well. And so hopefully we'll get that uh, up and running within the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we've already got our channel. I've just been like ripping audio from uh, other videos that we've done, (laughs) but hopefully we'll get something going pretty good. Um, That's just going to be kind of a fun, uh, you know, more, more really kind of focused on like a regional podcast than you know, like a national thing. So, but I think it's going to be great. Uh, So we're really excited about that. And then we're just going to, you know, just keep going like we keep going, and then you know, hope to see you guys in San
0: Diego. Yeah, yeah, totally. That would be amazing. I will see you in San Diego. I will be there, and I'll see everybody else in San Diego. And check out that podcast. So, can you plug it? Anything that you want to point anybody at, real quick?
1: Uh, right now, it's just on anywhere that you would get your podcast. Got just about it. The okay. Trip Walton Show nice what you can search for it and, cool uh, that's it
0: yeah i love it okay i'm gonna go
3: check it out right after this i promise you I'll let you <laughs> know
0: yeah i'm uh you know personal injury i mean gotta stay abreast of this kind of stuff what's the uh what's like the angle anything anything interesting like what's the uh,
1: honestly there's really no like I, I don't think we've really come up with an angle as if okay obviously, we'll just do a couple of introductory ones of where cool. we kind of introduce ourselves and what it is that we do and then yeah. i think we may just do you know, just some funny stories with some funny clients and some to do's and not to do's, yes. uh, you know, in different types of whether it's criminal defense and, you know, people really like yeah. to hear about what not to do in a DUI. So we'll probably do a few of those. and <laughs> You know, things like, you know, just stuff like that. So try oh to keep God. people out of jail if we can.
0: Yeah, okay. I hear you. Well, I'm definitely going to recommend it to my father-in-law, Gary Fox. And, and, and in case you're listening to this, which you're not, I know you're not because I just saw you a day ago, but just in case you are, you know, PI, PI, PI lawyer. Um, so, um, all right, everybody. Well, I think that's, I'm going to. And uh, end podcast today, wrap up with Betty Burns. Thank you so much for being on here. And thanks everybody for listening. Uh, This was the LMA wrap up with Betty Burns. Betty, let's say goodbye. Have a good long weekend, everybody.
1: All right. Goodbye, you guys. Y'all have a great Memorial Day.
0: Okay. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Ben Chiriboga, the Chief Growth Officer here at Nexel, coming to you with another This Legal Life podcast. You are here listening to the super episode post-LMA wrap-up, and I am here with Danielle Lopez, who I am going to speak to about her takeaways from the LMA23. But first of all, Danielle, how are you?
4: I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me, Ben.
0: We're super excited to get your uh, thoughts, your reflections, everything else. But before we do, why don't you give a little bit uh, of a potted background? You're sitting in uh, Ohio, I know, Akron, I believe. But yeah, what's going on with uh, on your side of the world today? And tell us a little bit about yourself.
4: Okay. Um, I am the Director of Marketing and Business Development at Browse McDowell. We have nearly 90 attorneys in six offices, um, And we're based in Akron, Ohio, um, which is where I sit. I have been in the legal marketing field for about 15 years. I absolutely love it.
0: (laughs) Amazing. So, um, so before before we get into the three questions, so we're gonna get your reflections. How are things going? Et cetera, et cetera. Do you want to tell 15 years, quite 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 a couple of years uh in there. You want to tell maybe your origin story. Everybody has such an interesting how I got into legal marketing story. Yeah, tell us tell us your tell us your quick uh, uh, you know, I don't know if you on Gen Z it would be your villain story or you know, your hero story or how you got started here. So tell tell us a uh, tell us how you got started.
4: Sure. I um majored in finance in college mm. and I moved to New York City and worked on Wall Street for 2 years doing equity research, um, I found that it really wasn't a great fit for me, and I got a call from a recruiter uh, for a research position at a law firm, kind of sitting in the marketing department. Um, A lot of marketing departments call it competitive intelligence. They really wanted somebody um, to help proactively identify opportunities um, to go out and pitch And so that's kind of how I fell into legal marketing. I did that for maybe a a year, and then I started doing the actual pitch presentation, um, and my experience grew from there into um, broader roles. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Well, nobody goes to, uh, nobody goes to college for legal marketing. And, uh, I think in some parts just to plug LMA and get us started, you know, that's one of the benefits of LMA. So why don't we go to your reflections now? We just got back. It's almost a month since we've been back from LMA 23. Tell us some of your big takeaways now that you've had some, you know, time, time to digest. Yeah. How did you think the conference
4: went for you? The conference was amazing. Um, the last conference I went to was about eight years ago. Um, so this conference was um, an incredible, incredible opportunity for me to um, make new connections. I formed a lot of new connections and also to um, build on the existing relationships that I have. I've worked, you know, as I mentioned, on the East Coast. Now I'm in the Midwest. Um, and so it was just a really great opportunity for me to um, reconnect with people that I've known and also meet meet many new faces. Um and I got to hear, you know, what different people are doing in their organizations um, and, you know, to keep up with the changing market environment with everything from in-person events to remote work to um, digital marketing solutions, things that they're using. Um, i also had the wonderful opportunity to meet many marketers from Ohio, many of whom I have only spoken with via Zoom, but never had the opportunity to meet in person, Um and in addition to meeting people from Ohio, I met people across the country, Canada, Latin America. Uh, so it was, it was really uh, – that was the biggest takeaway. Now, of course, there were a lot of other key takeaways um, from the conference. I learned a great deal about how I might be able to enhance um, my firm's approach to client service teams, um, including getting some other departments uh, involved across the firm for additional support and some, some of the metrics we might be able to use to measure success of those teams. Um, And, of course, my favorite, the annual general counsel panel. Um, I love the opportunity to hear directly from the source about what they value most from their outside legal counsel. Um, They talk about everything from technology and law firms to the billable hour to the importance of diversity um, of their legal teams. And these are all things that I've been looking at with my firm. So um, I just love that panel.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Plus one to that panel. That panel is always a superstar panel. It's fantastic. I thought that the um um they oh what what's a good one-liner who said it, you know, marketing and business development is going to be the uh, you know, the ragers edge or the competitive edge moving forward for law firms. I think it's so so true, you know, basically the revenue the revenue generating uh, the revenue operations or the 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 go-to-market people really sort of like leading the firm. It's it's very interesting. All right. Very cool. So let's go to my favorite question now, uh, and I'll tell you why it's my favorite question after this, uh, which is what does the LMA community mean to you?
4: Wow, so much. Um, I've been active in LMA for quite some time now. I actually joined the New York chapter. Um, and the Business Development SIG in 2011. Um, And then in 2018, I joined the Ohio chapter where I got very involved with the local steering committee here in Ohio as the vice chair and then the chair. And now I'm a member at large. Um, And in my role, I've had the opportunity to work with a great group of marketers to plan valuable programming for firms of all sizes. Um, You know, and now targeting mostly the the Midwest audience. Um, This has been a really important experience for me because in Ohio, we're very spread out. Um, you know, we have big markets in Cleveland, Akron, Columbus, um, and Cincinnati, and it's really given me the opportunity to connect with others who may be two or more hours away, and um, but at firms of similar sizes with similar challenges um, that I'm at. So, you know, it's not always feasible to link up with local marketers for a happy hour in-person seminar, um, which is obviously very different than a large metropolis like New York City, um, where yeah. there are tons of law firms and, and legal marketers. So been a really great experience for me across the board but um, recently in Ohio where you know we are and then it's also been an area of great support and friendship for me I've grown a lot professionally from being part of this community Um, I've had the opportunity to learn from others about what works and what doesn't um, both from networking and seminar opportunities and, and I'm just really grateful
0: yeah it's uh it's my favorite question because everybody (laughs) basically kind of says the same thing but in a hundred different ways and it's just it always comes across so great i get the chance to like really hear people speak from the heart about how important the community is and so it's really nice but uh yeah everybody always just says you know it's a place where you can come with any question you can connect with like-minded people regardless of where you're at in your career and kind of find somebody as a mentor a friend etc etc so yeah i'm in shout out to uh, shout out to the LMA nobody does community in that uh, quite like them truthfully so uh yeah all right so why don't we get to the last and final question sort of similar I would say but uh, a little bit different and that's why we ask it which is you know how has LMA helped you in your legal marketing business development just you know law firm career move forward um yeah
4: yeah this organization has given me a lot of opportunities um mentorship opportunities, and it's also given me the opportunity to mentor and train others. Um, You know, as I've grown in my career, uh, it's given me a platform to speak about business development topics, um, you know, because business development really was uh, my focus for most of my time in in this role. And um, it's given me the opportunity to serve as a leader in a lot of ways, um, which has helped boost my confidence and my ability to be the best I can um, in my career. So uh, I give I owe me a lot of credit um, in helping, you know, make my career successful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's so great to to sort of take a step back and see how you know an organization can kind of be there at uh, every step of every step of the way. But um, yeah, fantastic. All right. So why don't we wrap up? That was fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, Why don't you tell us what's the six months uh, out of LMA kind of look like for you? Plug anything that you want, anything that you're excited about, any vacations, any uh, plays. I know you have, uh, I know you have two young kids or anything that you're excited about with the the little ones. Yeah. Tell us, tell us what the next six months are looking like for you.
4: Sure. Um, Well, In my role at work, I am really excited about looking at some um, different products that are going – that's going to make life a lot easier and more efficient. So um, looking at ways that we communicate with clients, we're looking at some of those Um, kind of let clients know where their matter stands,
5: um,
4: as well as just some internal processes, you know, because we're always working on being more efficient and getting the information out to the lawyers. in the most effective and efficient manner possible. So um, that's what we're going to be focused on here at work. I have a lot of things I'm excited about personally. Um, of course, the summer—you know—I can't wait to take my kids to the pool and mm. go to the zoo and um, fairs. You know, we like a lot of these local fairs. Wow. Um, I've been taking them to see the animals. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to the summer. Um, we are going to travel to Denver for my brother's wedding so that's very very exciting and both of my kids are in the wedding um so that's a a little vacation that we have planned um
0: amazing amazing denver in the summer very few places i will be here in florida um uh, some people like coming here for summer. Other people like leave, <laughs> leaving for summer. It depends on your, uh, on your, on your take. Uh, as of May thirtieth, just FYI, it is hot already here. Uh, so pack your pack your sunscreen if you plan on coming. But Denver, I think, will be much more hospitable. Really, question: I've never been to Akron. What's a cool summer activity in Akron? Something that maybe only locals uh, or you know, good go good Ohioans. Um, I don't even know what people from Ohio. yeah oh did i stump you with that
4: one (laughs) no i mean there's a lot of fun summer activities in ohio um it's a little bit of a drive from akron but cedar point yeah has like the most roller coasters of anywhere i think in the country i (sighs) That oh my God, awesome.
0: that's right, yes, <laughs> that's right, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about, that's true, yes,
4: really a fun place, and close to that is that's Putin Bay. Bay, It's a little yeah. island where you can rent golf carts and go to little wineries and um it's it's a neat place um in Akron, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool things to do um we have a lot of outdoor concerts, a lot of fairs like county fairs, as I mentioned, uh we have a lot of good metro parks. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kaanapali Valley National Park is incredible, and um, people who are really into hiking travel from all over the world um, to to hike the Hoga Valley Park. So I think that's definitely a, a highlight.
0: Yeah, I was uh, I was just talking about uh, people should be hugging trees more. That's part of their nature. Don't worry about it. It's actually in this. I was talking with Rachel about this i think they're gonna let it in the cut but regardless yeah everybody get out for the summer i think that's what we're tr- what we're trying to say in so many words well danielle thank you so much i really appreciated sitting down with you any final words anything you want to let us with uh, otherwise yeah we'll go ahead and wrap up and you were so gracious with your with your insights and reflections
4: oh thank you very much for having me i really enjoyed this
0: yeah and, ast- um,
4: i don't i don't have any any other insights but uh,
0: Besides, you all
4: have a wonderful summer
0: yes besides wonderful summer everybody get out hug some trees uh go to some fairs you know uh coming to florida pass back some sunscreen i literally almost burned my back off a, two days ago so that's that's all i got all right everybody we'll go ahead and wrap up thank you so much for the time danielle you were absolutely fantastic and thanks to everybody else we'll talk to you soon bye everyone Okay, hello and welcome back everyone. This is Ben Chiriboga, the Chief Growth Officer here at Nexel, coming to you with another This Legal Life podcast. This is the LMA Super Wrap-Up Edition, Part 2. Hopefully you've listened to Part 1. I am here with Erica Galarno. Hi, Erica. Welcome to the This Legal Life podcast.
5: Hi, Ben. Really nice have, uh, being here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes, we're excited to get your insights, your reflections, your wrap-up on another cool LMA uh, 23 conference. Uh, We were both there. I had the chance to meet you for the first time. It was amazing uh, getting down and sitting, uh, hearing all about your story uh, from New York to Hawaii and everywhere in between. But for those of you who don't know you, why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about where you sit, uh, the firm, uh, your involvement in LNA. Yeah, give uh, give us your background
5: uh so again my name is erica Gallarno i am the marketing and business development manager at cage shutty we are the large law firm in honolulu hawaii um and just in terms of my background uh with lma so i actually was in new york working in big law until 2020 we had a scheduled move regardless of the pandemic it just happened to fall um at, on that timeline but um, basically, I went from working in big law to moving to a regional local firm. Um, we are, like I mentioned, the largest in Hawaii, but that still means we have 80 attorneys, which compared to, I think, the 450 plus attorneys I had at my last firm was a very different world. Um, I'm also a solo marketer, so a very interesting move. And I was quite involved with New York LMA. I was actually the programming co-chair. And then, um, upon moving to Hawaii, I switched to the West region where I was um, in the educational advisory committee for two years. I actually just rolled off my term. i currently sitting as co-chair of the social and digital media thing for LMA.
0: Amazing. Uh, really uh, a lot of experience there. You've kind of been across all of it. Super exciting uh, for that. So why don't we jump into LMA23? This is not your first LMA. Uh, so why don't you give us your wrap ups? It's been about a it's been about a month. Yeah. Like what's uh, what's your big takeaways for LMA23 this year?
5: Well, honestly, um I the recordings just became available, so I've actually been enjoying listening to a lot of the recordings. I listened to the uh, storytelling one yesterday, which I know a lot of people were talking about at the conference, and I was really um upset that I had to miss it in person, but I honestly it was a great experience to be able to um listen to it after. I thought it was the, that session had some great tips about, um, you know, how to get your attorneys to write something that's like on the point and engaging. So I really enjoyed that one. Um, in terms of the sessions that I sat on in person, I did um, watch a lot of pr- uh, programs related to diversity since um, spearheading a diversity initiative is on my big to-do list. I think one of the biggest takeaways that I had was that if you're kind of starting from scratch, I mean to say, Um, as in like we have diversity is definitely a component of everything we do, like in recruitment, in marketing, um, in just all the messaging we have, but we don't really have a clear initiative. So in terms of um, finding that leader um, that will act as the diversity chair, I guess you could say, Um, I was told um, at this very informative session that um, the best way to do is to first go to your managing partner, um, then maybe go to HR. And after that, just, uh, yeah, um, ask maybe the marketing chairs. And so I've been doing that. Um, it sounds like we actually have found a potential chair. So um, it was honestly a really good takeaway that I could just act on right away as soon as I got home. So I was very thrilled for
0: Amazing. Yeah, so many informative sessions. I um, I didn't go to the storytelling one as well, but I've heard from a couple of people that they really liked it. And um, I think at the end of the day, stories uh, are very important, telling good stories, both about the firm, but also within the firm to get people and in driving initiatives and aligned. Um, yeah, stories rule the world. That's why uh, people love movies and uh, reading books and all the rest of it. Okay, cool. So why don't we go to question number two, my favorite question and people who are hearing this podcast and have heard uh, your previous, know it's my favorite question because, um, well, I guess I just get great answers always for it, which is what does the LMA community mean to you and what has it meant to you?
5: To be honest, especially now, I mean, even while I was in New York, I guess it was just a sense of, um, I don't know, like collegiality that we had. Um, in, when I was at a bigger firm, I obviously had, you know, colleagues, marketing colleagues. So I guess it was just kind of an added bonus to have LMA. Now that I have moved, I am literally on my own Island. Uh, So I feel like the only peers I have that do the same (laughs) thing as me day to day in the trenches are my LMA members. So just staying involved in LMA has really, um, you know, helped me, uh, kind of find this, community that I could go to with questions. I definitely utilize the LMA message board a lot more in my current role. Um, I also just try to attend at least like the Zoom social sessions a lot more than I did just to make sure I can maintain that connection with everyone. But um, I would say it amplified the value of LMA to me a lot.
0: Yeah, totally. I, um, it's my favorite question, because basically, everybody kind of says the same thing, which is, it's a sense of community, a sense of, uh, 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 um, you know, transparency about asking the questions that I know that, you know, I don't know the answer to, and that's okay, and leaning on one another. And uh, the last thing is, you know, everybody always says, regardless of where I'm at in my career, there's always somebody who can, uh, I can get mentorship from or ask a question to or connect with. So, you know, there's a lot of breadth and depth, maybe that's like another way of saying it. So uh, fantastic, and um, and I love the uh, I love how you can literally say you're on your own island, uh, considering uh, considering where you're at. A lot of people say that metaphorically, but you say it, you mean it literally. Um, okay, so why don't we wrap up with the last question, which is how has the LMA community and LMA in general helped with your legal career?
5: Um, so, I guess I would say, especially now that I'm a solo marketer, um, you know, and obviously I work directly with the attorneys, but I think that sometimes I feel like at my current like role, like in my day job, I might be lacking that kind of leadership opportunity, like uh, opportunity to step up to the plate and demonstrate and hone my skills. So, I would say just having all of these great volunteer experiences has really helped with that. All right, so here's where I will do my shameless plug. Um, For the LMA Social and Digital Media SIG, we're actually about to kick off our 21-day social media challenge, which is gonna be running all of June. It's 21 days, 21 assignments um, on the 21 business days, minus Juneteenth of June. And we are going to have a syllabus full of materials with the current hottest topics in all the social media platforms, LinkedIn, Meta, Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and um, we're going to convene every Thursday to do a discussion to recap all the materials. So, um, if you're hearing this late, it's totally possible to jump in on the challenge late. Um, just you can review the materials for that week and jump in on the discussion session. If you are catching this after the session is concluded too, the syllabus is still accept, uh, accessible. So, we really encourage everyone to join. If your role touches at all on social media, or even if it doesn't this could give you a better understanding of the issues like um, we cover issues that aren't just legal and law firm focused it's just generally social media so i really encourage whoever can join to join
0: yeah it's going to be incredible i saw um jacob uh plug it uh on linkedin the other day and it was really good really nice and compelling a little bit of a meta he was using social media to plug something about social media pretty good amazing all right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up. Why don't you talk, I mean, you already talked about the great 21 day challenge kind of in the middle of that kicking off. Uh, tell us about the next six months. Yeah. What else is going to be uh, cracking for you? What's uh, on, on, on your Island out there? Anything, uh, anything interesting you want to plug? What else is personal, professional? doesn't matter.
5: Hmm. I guess uh, just in terms of LMA related, we are doing quarterly tea times we call it now. Um, with okay. the social media thing, which is we basically come together to do a small coffee chat about the hottest topic. We actually did our first one um, at the beginning. I think it was March. But um, we had a chat about ChatGPT and Twitter. Uh, I think ChatGPT took up most of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really, really well received. So we're going to see. We haven't like you know scheduled the topic yet because we want to see what the hot issue is. But yeah. Um, yes. Yeah that please keep an eye out for that as well.
0: Where, uh, where can people go to register for that? Is it just going to be on the events page or?
5: Yes, it should be on uh, the legalmarketing.org events page. Um, You know, obviously because we haven't scheduled our third tea time yet. uh, The second one is going to be actually part of the social media challenge. Um, It has, it's not on the website yet, but if you keep an eye out on there, it should be. And Um, LMA is very good also about just promoting these events. So just keep an eye out on their socials as well. Like they, they've been posting it on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, the whole gamut. So.
0: Okay, cool. All right. So keep an eye out for that. That actually sounds really cool. Um, well, amazing, uh, going into summer, any summer plans, anything that you're looking forward to? Um, Well,
5: I actually just got off of PTO, so I don't have many vacation days for another month or two. All right. Oh so, yeah. Um. And not off of PTO. I'm to say off of maternity leave. That's
0: <laughs> why. So Got you. Not not gotcha. any
5: plans right now. But I mean, I'm gonna go to the beach. I live right.
0: Yeah. There. I was gonna say, you know, Hawaii in summer must be really, really incredible. I've never been, but uh, yeah, I'll, uh, definitely on the bucket list. It sounds incredible. But um, well, Erica, thank you so much. I really appreciated the insights, all of the reflections. It was a pleasure meeting you at LMA. This that goes without being said. It was awesome to hear your story about from New York to Hawaii and everything else. It's uh, it's great, you know, from big law to solo marketer. It's been an incredible journey. Um, yeah, and thanks so much for uh, being on the podcast.
5: Thank you, Ben.
0: Okay, hello and welcome back, everyone. This is Ben Chiriboga, the Chief Growth Officer here at Nexel, coming to you with another This Legal Life. Today, I am joined by Purnima Gupta. Purnima, how are you? Welcome to This Legal Life's
2: Super LMA
0: Edition. Excited to have you here.
2: I'm excited to do this. Um, thank you for having me.
0: Yes. So we're uh, we're going to get into your three uh, big reflections from LMA. But before we do, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Um, you just got a promotion, very exciting! Congratulations uh, to everybody. Here. Thank yeah, you. Tell, tell us tell us a little bit about the background.
2: Yeah. So um, for those of you that don't know me, my name's Pernima, and I'm the business development specialist at Greenberg Lesker. Um, we're a single office, full size midst full service, midsize firm in Los Angeles. Um, my day to day is different every day, as many of you probably know. Um, I do a lot of research, competitive Intel, manage our CRM system and so much more kind of have our hands in everything.
0: Yes, amazing. And I know because we were talking off that you went kind of from the marketing to the business development side. Excited about that? Anything new? Anything that you're sort of thinking about as you as you go to the other side of that coin, let's say?
2: Um, Not so much, but I think I'm really excited to follow my passions. I I've had an interest in business development and luckily I've had a I've had a supervisor that has supported me throughout the entire thing, process. And she and I have worked together to facilitate my growth in BD. And we thought that this was the next step um, in the trajectory of my career
0: fantastic so we are super excited for you and best of luck um okay so why don't we go yep. ahead and get started uh so let's go to question number one uh which was what was your biggest takeaway from lma 23 and before you answer i just want to tell you i was at your session at small law firms day one congratulations you put on an incredible incredible background i loved it she brought in hunter io which was just like uh, such a cool way but yeah uh i think you're really uh your presentation was fantastic so it was really really cool but yeah biggest takeaway for lma 23
2: thank you for sitting in on my presentation um i would say that my biggest takeaway from lma 23 is that there's a lot of technologies out there that can help us connect data to our everyday bd and marketing functions these essentially you know help our attorneys bring in the clients that they need and helps us look like rock stars in front of them um technology such as AI, Hunter, you know, a lot of, a lot of different things that I can't even begin to name the list goes on forever. But these are essentially going to make us more efficient in our day to day tasks and generally just make our lives easier. And I think our attorneys will really also appreciate our, you know, increased efficiencies and getting their deliverables back to them.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, data was a huge, huge uh, topic uh, all throughout LMA. It seemed like it weaved through everything from client, uh, client delivery and client experience all the way to marketing, business development, client growth, all the, all the rest of it. So, yeah, totally agree with you there. All right. So let's go to question number two, which is my favorite question, which, was, which is, what does the LMA community mean to you?
2: The LMA community means everything to me, and I really mean that. Um, this group is really unique in the sense that we're all here to support each other. I've never, I've never been part of a group where there's constant communication and sharing of information to help each other. You know, you look at other professional services industries. There's a lot of competition. There's a lot of hiding of processes and There's, it's not that in this organization, it's very easy for me to just pick up the phone and call, you know, a fellow member and friend to ask questions and get the help that I need and the information that I need to get some of the things that I want to learn done, basically. Amazing. Yeah,
0: I like this question. It's my favorite question, because I feel like everybody has a different angle to it, but mostly the same thrust or the same Point, which is um, LMA, is really a lifeline um, uh, whenever you needed it, regardless of whether or not you were just joining and getting into legal marketing, or you know you're getting the call up to CMO or CMBDO. Uh, LMA can kind of be there at every step. So it's it's really interesting to see how everybody kind of revolves around the same idea.
2: It's an invaluable resource. It, it really is. You know, there's a body of knowledge. There's numerous webinars. There's people that are. High and low, this industry that you have access to, whereas yeah. other in other industries you don't.
0: Yeah, totally. Okay, so let's go to our question number three, which was how has lma made an impact on your career in legal marketing and before you answer you know the funny thing is is nobody obviously goes to university or college for legal marketing so everybody even if you studied legal marketing in college which you know i mean how relevant that's how fast marketing changes and how relevant that was nobody even goes to combine legal acumen with marketing in general so anyway So that's, you know, that's, that's just the truth of the matter. But what does legal marketing, uh, how has it affected your career?
2: Um, legal marketing has made a huge impact in my career. I think it's given me the confidence to take what I learned in college and apply it to an industry, Um, I came into this field four years ago, not knowing anything. And funny story, like many of us, I applied to a job for a real estate marketing coordinator out of college on on Craigslist of all places. (laughs) I found out it was through a recruiter and landed at my last firm. The rest is history. And I've never looked back. I knew absolutely nothing coming into this industry and LMA was that lifeline, as you said, as you mentioned earlier, it gave me, you know, the knowledge that I needed to learn the basics. Um, I took what I learned in college, tied it to some of the webinars that I attended about basic marketing functions, you know, how to communicate effectively PR and basically made it into my career and made it, it's made me who I am today yeah. to put it, to put it simply.
0: Wow. Amazing. When you, um, just to, just to ask you sort of a follow-up question, you know, as you've sort of progressed, you just got a promotion, you know, how, is, how have you sort of, how is LMA in a career focus? How is LMA as you've kind of progressed up your career? Has LMA, have you interacted with it differently? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just looking for like kind of a vignette as you've sort of made your, made your way up sort of the, the ladder, quote unquote, you know.
2: Yeah, so all of this goes back to my, supervisor and direct report. She's our CMO, Shanika Gandhi. Um, she has given me, she's pushed me to take on initiatives through LMA, such as, you know, joining the committee for LMA Tech West. And through there, I met a lot of different people that have inspired me to do better and be better every day. Um, taking that simple motivation and doing more than the task that's that was given to me has really helped me progress in this career. Um, I would say that doing good work and going above and beyond will help you continue to move forward.
0: Yeah, totally. All right. Not one of our three rapid fire questions, but I'm just curious, you know. So what's post LMA kind of look like for you and the firm? Yeah, let's like what what do you when you come back? Yeah, how do you how do you feel about like sort of post LMA and anything that's next couple of months? Anything cool on your radar?
2: Um, not so much. I want to continue the speaking kick. Um, nice. I'm. I feel very energized after LMA. Um, to just continue on in my career and take a lot of the things that I learned and apply them to our firm. Um, I I had a lot of great insights in terms of data, um, information from the wonderful GC panel yeah. that was there, um, and was so much great. more.
0: Yeah, that was t- that was totally great. I sort of always feel like those GC panels are like everybody's like on bated breath, seeing exactly what they say. They could say anything almost, and people be like, "Oh my god, great, great points." Yeah, but it was really good. Yeah, yeah they, they they nailed it, I think. And it was fun how they were a little bit different. I think like they kind of played off each other a little bit.
2: They did, and I I loved the candid honesty about you know what they were looking for.
0: Totally. Totally. Very cool. All right. Well, I think that this is it. So thank you so much for being on here. You were absolutely incredible to, uh, to have on the podcast and even better in, uh, in person. We got the chance to sort of sit down and get to know each other. And it's, uh, you know, that's for me, that's been the best part of LMA, which is just the idea of uh, getting, getting to talk to so many different minds. So uh, thanks so much for agreeing to do this. Yeah. And we'll have you on, uh, on another podcast sometime
2: soon. I would love that. And thank you for having me. No worries. All right,
0: everybody. Well, take care. We will be back. Uh, this is um, a part two of our LMA wrap-up. If you haven't listened to part one, go and check that out. We had lots of really, really great guests on there. Uh, it's on LinkedIn and Stitcher and wherever you listen to your podcast and be sure to to subscribe. But uh, Pranima, thank you so much uh, for being on here and uh, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay, hello and welcome back everyone. This is Ben Chiriboga, the Chief Growth Officer here at Nexel coming to you with another This Legal Life podcast today. I am very excited to sit down with Rachel Shield Williams. Rachel, how are you? Welcome to the TLT podcast.
6: I'm great today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you.
0: I'm excited to talk to you. This is part of our LMA23 wrap-up, and we're going to get Rachel's uh, deep dives or insights on what she thought was cool uh, about LMA23 and a couple other things. But Rachel, maybe before we start, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about your role at Sidley, uh, how things are going? Yeah, just uh, the background per usual.
6: Yeah, so I am a director of knowledge management here at Sidley Austin. I've been with the firm for almost 14, actually not almost, I've officially crossed over 14 years um, with the firm earlier this month. Um, and, you know, in my current role, my team and I oversee Foundation, which is an enterprise experience management um, product that keeps track of the work that we do, who does the work, and who do we know about that work. Oh. Um, and my team and I, we oversee all of the data related to that, as well as um, some of our core taxonomies that are applied across the firm. So matter type and industry, um, you know, what do we call things? So we call them consistently is pretty much my love language. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, there's a team of 11 of us um, overseeing everything from the data integrations, the APIs, the roadmap, user support, and the analytics related to all of our knowledge management products. Um, you know, and I started out as a doe-eyed coordinator in 2009 in the BDN marketing group, and my role has evolved um, over the years. And, you know, LMA has a lot to do with that
0: evolution, but I don't want to
6: Get too far ahead, but it's kind of The, the two are very intertwined.
0: Nice. So, you know, I'm going to have a question down the road about how LMA has helped your career. So you prompted that, but uh, that sounds fantastic. Uh, taxonomies being a love language. Wow. That's a good one. It's a uh, true, true knowledge management speak. That's a uh, fantastic. That sounds like a really, really good podcast at some point in time for, uh, for all the KM people out there.
6: Uh, I'd be happy to talk to you about Sally News. Oh,
0: your, yes.
6: indiv- your individual, like firm taxonomies and how to balance, you know, the the structure to be flexible enough to answer the demands of the market versus um stable enough to stand up to the scrutiny of lawyers who are trained to pick things apart
0: yes totally wow i can see the uh the heading already like love language for ai how to how to speak in a way to make your ai love you yeah it sounds fantastically all right. So let's jump into the LMA, Though That sounds incredible. We'll have to have you all back on at some point in time. All right. So let's get into question number one, which is, what were your biggest takeaways from hashtag LMA23?
6: Um, I have two overarching themes. One, it was amazing to see so many new faces. It was outstanding to introduce myself to people that I didn't know them. They didn't know me. Um, you know, As someone who's um, been in leadership roles within LMA for the last six years um, as a regional president, as a annual conference member, and now as a member of the international board. I know a lot of our members. It was so awesome to see so many new faces, so many first timers, um, and that made my heart happy um, just to see our industry continuing to grow and people finding value in our conference and people coming back and forth. and you know That makes me super delighted. And the second part was um, how well attended all the technology sessions were. Um, You know, for years it's been kind of one of those unsexy parts of marketing and business development. And um, you know, at first when the pandemic hit, people were very focused on CRMs and webinars and all these other things. But in the back of my head, I'm like, oh my god, it means nothing if you're not organized and you can't search it and you can't apply it to other things. Like it's just stuff. Unless you structure it. And so it was so exciting to see um, the marketing operations two part session being standing room only. It was so cool to sit around in, you know, a data science program and and the data science program was truly data science. And to look around and see so many different faces. It wasn't the normal folks that I think of as MarTech or folks that this is on their mind. It it was just great to see the diversity of faces in these sessions and how many people were attending them. Um, It made my little, you know, intersection heart go pitter patter to see so many people in the room. And talking about this larger than just Chachi TP and what's that Mm going to do? It's like, yeah, it's cool. And it's going to do some cool things, but you need to have organization and structure in order for it to be the coolest that it can be. Um, and then of course my favorite rules and governance, but, um, you know, we have that in marketing all the time, um, you know, governance about how we can use things and what we can do. So it was just awesome to see that. Like it it left me feeling very energized and I was like, I have a lot of people to recruit from when I start hiring again. (laughs)
0: There we go. It's uh, yeah, you really had two of my I put I did like a LinkedIn post and I was like my three takeaways were community uh, data and, um, you know, technology and basically the the intersection of those three kind of coming together.
6: Yeah, it was so cool to see so many of our business partners like you all like it. The majority of the business partners had technology involved in some way, shape, or form in their roles um, and in their product offering. And it's not just like, oh, you buy it and plug it in. These are SaaS products. These are cloud-based products. They're purchased with the intention of integration, not just with things within marketing, but within your firm-wide you know, internet site, enterprise search, document yep. management. Um, so it was, as you can tell, very excited to see this pivot on the marketing side of the house.
0: Yeah, totally. All right, well, let's go to my my favorite question, and I'll tell you after you answer why it's my favorite question, which was what does the legal LMA community mean to you?
6: Um, As cheesy as it sounds, it means the world to me. Um, this was the first place that I was able to join and realize that like my struggles weren't my own. Um, challenges that I had with lawyers wasn't a me issue. It wasn't actually like systemic <laughs> industry um and it's so great that this is a community that's so willing to share. Um I think it's something really unique to the legal community that we're really willing to share our pros, our cons, our struggles because ultimately what's different for us is our lawyers and how our individual firms function. It's not the technology or the challenges there. Um so the community is amazing and I've made some of my best friends through volunteering um I have a group of friends you may have seen us walking around with um someone's face on a stick at yep. LMA because we missed her and we were so <sighs> sad she couldn't come but it's because the five of us all volunteered on the board together in 2015 and became really good friends and that's continued on um you know the LMA community has just given me so much in terms of relationships and network and perspective and just good vibes. Yeah. Um,
0: so totally.
6: it, it just means the world to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it's my favorite question, as I say, because everybody basically says the same thing, but in like a hundred different ways, and it always comes back to the same thing, which is the openness the transparency of the community, and really how the community has kind of been there um, at every uh, stage of their struggle, which is just basically another way of saying every stage of their growth uh, ever since uh, they started all the way up uh, to you know their their next promotion as it, as it were so it's an incredible thing and like everybody gets all gushy and uh, it's great to hear sort of everybody's everybody's story. All right, so let's get to the last question, and you prompted it before we got into this, which was, how has the LMA impacted your career in legal marketing and just legal in general?
6: Yeah, well, I mean, this kind of ties into the previous question as well. Um, I don't think without LMA, my career would be what it is today. Um, As I said, I started out as a doe-eyed marketing coordinator in 2009, Um, And we were a department that did everything. Everyone did everything. You did whatever came across your desk. And then our first CMO came on board, Barry Solomon, who many of you may know from, um, he's now with Latera. He came on board and he was our first CMO. And he created a business development. He created operations, um, market intelligence and technology and creative services as like career paths. So I was shuttled over onto the BD, but I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to get to do technology anymore. I really love it. I'm not going to get to do events anymore. I don't love them, but I still need to be able to have those skills if I went somewhere else. Um, So that's initially what got me involved in LMA. And because of the community and the relationships that I was building, I kept on coming back for more and more. So my technology skills still stayed really sharp. Um, So when an opportunity came about in Late 2017, um, Barry Solomon and Kate Kane, our director of market and technology at the time, came to me with the opportunity to deploy foundation across the firm. Um, I was like, yes, I can take all my business development experience and my love of technology and pair them together. And without LMA giving me that opportunity, I wouldn't have been ready. Um, And LMA has also given me so many skills that I think are imperative to the success that my team has had. Um, you don't persuade 1100 lawyers to use a system on a given, (laughs) on any given year, unless you can speak their language and understand their pain and understand what's driving them. And being in marketing and business development really taught me those things. Um, and it's also made me incredibly passionate about the intersection of marketing and technology and knowledge management. Um, So a lot of people see me at ILTA saying, you know, you need to be involved in LMA. You need to like pay attention. These are really important skills. You know, you need to learn how to sell and empathize and read a room and like, just understand a lawyer's workflow and not just creating the work product, but like what it looks like to create business for them. And at the same time, with Il- with uh, marketing, with LMA, it's like, oh, we need to do more around data. We need to be more sophisticated consumers of it and understand the language and, you know, speak the idea of taxonomies and ontologies. So you have a seat at the table. So what's created works for you as well. Right. Um, and it's really cool to see those two worlds um, really coming together in 2023, um, you know, There's a lot of great content on the ILTA program. People are like, oh, there isn't a MarTech program. It's like, no, there isn't. But there's so much stuff about Power BI and change management and data science. Like, this is actually one of the best programs I've seen in a long time. And, you know, if you work in technology and marketing, there's some great content um, coming in August that you should think about.
0: wow great plug for ilta you should uh, reach reach out to rachel rachel about that but um no i couldn't agree more you know um the the um you, you know, sometimes people say uh, that the world of, of specialists is over and the world of generalists is, is starting again, or T-shaped people who, you know, can kind of be across many Venn diagrams. You know, I think it's a both and, but your point is really well taken, which is these things, it's all just kind of one thing at the end of the day. And those people who uh, really have a gro- have a hold on it can really kind of grab the reins and, 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 and push the firm forward, uh, because understanding many different things is kind of like the key to moving things forward you have to understand it and sell it and up and implement it and iterate on it and uh sell it and wow. uh, and consult on it you know effectively exactly. and simultaneously
6: and so many of those buzzwords you just mentioned are right. all over the body of knowledge for lma and totally. they're you know whether or not we want to call ourselves sales people we're all right. selling something to someone totally. at some point in time
0: yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's ra- wrap up, Rachel. What's the next six months? What's your What's your post LMA world kind of like looking like? What What are you excited about? What should we you want to plug anything? I know I'm assuming you're going to go to ILTA. Yeah, it sounds like you will. Uh, yeah, what's going on with you?
6: Um, so over the next six months, I'm actually um, leading the working group that's looking at um, LMA's uh, data governance. So that is my project on the board. Um, So that'll be some of it um, paired with um, helping the ILTA, KM, and Marketing Tech Survey that they do every year. So if you're reading this and you've got a great idea, um, please reach out to me. I'm looking for our authors. Um, You know, the deadline will be in late July. And then, um, yeah, I'm going to probably take a nap sometime In um, August, Um, or uh, realistically after, um, there's so many great conferences taking place this fall between um, LMA, LVN, um, and ARC that I'll probably just sleep the last week of November. Um, I will also have hibernate at the end of the year, I think is my plan.
0: Yeah. Well, I know you like national parks, so hopefully you get the chance to maybe hibernate somewhere in a national park or something, cuddle up, that might be really nice. I can yes. hug
6: some trees while I nap. That would be yes.
0: great. remember hugging trees in the pandemic? Remember that uh, trend? Uh, everybody was getting their uh, everybody was getting their endorphins from hugging trees. I still, I'm still there. I'm still hugging trees yeah. and getting bit by fire ants. Yeah. Oh
5: my
6: gosh, um, I told someone that like before 2020, I hadn't been that outdoorsy since 2000. Mm. Yeah, since 2000, when I went and rafted the Grand Canyon with my dad and my brother for ten days. Um, it's funny you mentioned fire ants my brother and i accidentally set <laughs> our tent up over a nest of fire ants so we didn't nice. have a tent
0: for separate nice, nice. <laughs> um great yeah.
6: outdoors <laughs> my this is totally back in then some
0: great amazing well rachel thank you so much for sitting down for your insights for your reflections on lma another great podcast yeah and we really look forward uh thanks so much uh to everybody and thanks so much rachel Hey, hello and welcome back everyone. This is Ben Chiriboga, the Chief Growth Officer here at Nexo coming to you with another This Legal Life podcast. This is our post LMA super edition and I am here with the one and only Roy Sexton from Clark Hill. Roy, what is going on?
3: Hi, I'm still recovering. It's been a month and uh, you know, if I never see another sequin again, as long as I live, I'll be happy. All right. Inside joke.
0: Inside joke. For those of you who didn't
3: uh, get the chance to see
0: Roy in all of his glory. Um, we were just talking, you know, you have a you have a theater background. You have a uh, um, I don't even uh, not a film background, but you have a you have a love writing movies. background. Yeah, yes. Run, love run, movies, run. love theater. Yeah, it was. Um, it was incredible seeing you up there. I think uh, you just absolutely nailed it. Give us a UOV. Uh, what was it like there from the
3: other side? It was it was surreal. I mean, I'd fantasized about this for the better part of a decade. I mean, I truthfully did. I, I, I talked about this in the closing session, but Alicia Souter was president of the first conference I attended. And I sat on the front row. I've always been a nerd and I, you know, taking it all in. And I, I said to myself, it was in Dallas in this weird hotel that looked like a biodome, the Gaylord. And I, I sat there and I thought, I want to do that someday. And yeah. You know, put my nose to the grindstone, developed relationships, committed to the association, was on different boards and road and panels and things. And then, you know, lo and behold, over a decade later, there I was up on stage. So that was a dream come true. And I had fantasized about, okay, I want to have, you know, I want to have my my Oscar ceremony opening. I want to have something big. and. I had joked with our marketing person, Lisa Kamen, who's an angel, about a year ago at the Las Vegas conference. I said, I want to sing Born This Way, and I want to come from the back of the house. And she said, are you going to arrive in an egg? Because that's how dry she is. I said, no. And, and we worked it out. I found this picture of my mom that kind of aligned with that whole language at the beginning about my mom looked in the mirror and said, you could be what you want to be. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. And then as things were getting a little weirder in Florida, uh, um, I had said I wanted a drag queen somewhere in the conference. Yeah. Uh, just because Miami is a, it is you know one of the hotbeds of drag culture, and as things were kind of evolving, I said, okay, I know what we want to do. I know it's 8:30 in the morning. I'm gonna order every sequined uh, item I can from Amazon, including ruby red slippers, and I'm gonna come out from the stage, uh, backstage. Sorry, of course I'm getting a phone call. Come out uh, from backstage, starting to sing a song off stage, sing the first verse. And then Athena Dion, who is the queen of Miami and the Greek goddess, she came up for the second verse and the uh, the audience lost their minds. And I didn't want to be overtly political, but I wanted to, between the lyrics of the song and me telling my story of coming out and Athena telling her story about being bullied and how she found her superpower in drag, I wanted to have a holistic message of inclusion and humanity. And, you know, it felt really good to have it land the way it did and resonate yeah. the way it did and so i'm um, thank you for your kind words and, and for being in the audience and cheering us on because i it was a big swing you know yeah. and I, I didn't know even minutes before i'm like how is this gonna land and you know when people started getting on their feet and dancing and i saw the iPhones come out i'm like okay we we did what we wanted to do here and then that really set the conference off on a great path and it was a full team behind it our co-chairs megan mckeon jen Dizzo, um, and Lee Watts, they were around all the content, our ACAC. I mean, it was, it was a full family uh, affair. So, you know, I don't want to hog the limelight from that opening, but, you know, it set things off in the right path.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. It really did. And, um, you know, I've done so many of these LMA wrap-up now, and one of the themes that always comes uh, out of this, and we're going to go to our three questions that we ask everybody, uh, but to set the stage, you know, it's about, LMA has a sense of community, a sense of belonging, and a sense of authenticity that I think, um, you know, I mean, we've both been in the legal industry for a very, very long time. You know, these these issues aren't always uh, front and center, and, you know, we're dealing with it in the way that we can, of course, and it feels like LMA... Can come back to be a safe place, and in an industry that okay, fine, it's conservative, and it's yeah. and it and can be hard and difficult, and all the rest of it, and sometimes you don't bring your quote unquote whole self to work. But you know, I think that really set the stage on what it means right. to be part of the LMA community and, in that and
3: way. That was important to me and gratifying. uh, you know, I heard from many people during the conference and after people that I didn't know were either in the LGBTQ continuum or allies or had felt because there were people of color and other things that they just didn't feel comfortable being in Florida given the current circumstances and that that set the tone that everyone was welcome and that meant a lot to me and I said from the stage something my mom always told me tell other people what they mean to you in the moment when it will mean something to them and people really took that to heart and I saw people going up to others on the marketplace floor and saying you helped me with my career it had an impact and so You know, we are a tight community. We are very loving. It can be a double-edged sword. I joked with someone the other day, it's like being president of a home association from hell because everyone's got an opinion. And the irony, I don't, it would seem to be lost on people that I'm gay, I'm president. This was contractually determined years ago. And I would get these emails from people, you must pull out of Florida. We need to make a statement. And I'm like, no, we need to make a statement there. And Rob Cates had a videographer uh, local that was working with him, and she came up to me during some of the pre-show stuff, and she said, thank you. We feel very isolated here. She's lesbian and, and said, I, it's very hard living here. And so the fact that people have come here to show their appreciation and love and celebrate our community means a lot. We raise money for the Pride Center there in Hollywood, Florida. I mean, we tried everything we could do to make the most of it. And, and I'm really grateful that the team went along with some of these ideas and then made them something I couldn't have dreamed of. I wouldn't have been able to pull that off without the support of our our h q team and our our conference committee. I would have been up there in sequence all alone, so you know i needed i needed all the help I could get but it was it really went well I'm very thrilled with it so
0: and on top of that, you put on a performance that just absolutely knocked that out of the park. So if nothing else, you know, you just, you really got the chops out there. And if all of this doesn't work, I think you definitely, definitely have some sort of, some sort I, of second I'm way. in the image, right? exactly. accounting
3: conferences, consulting right. conferences, right. anywhere right. where it might be dull. And someone is right. okay with an old, heavy, uh, middle-aged Midwesterner coming on and singing disco. I'm, I'm, I have sequins. I will travel. Yeah, sequence will travel looks great in a sequence blazer.
0: All right, so why don't we go ahead and get to the three uh, wrap-up questions, three reflection questions. I've had the opportunity to ask these questions to so many great people. Just today alone, I recorded three of these. Um, so why don't we go ahead through the first uh Uh, I think is the easiest or they're not, none of them maybe are, but let's go to the first one. So we're about a month out from it. Um, As you look back at LMA 23, what are your big takeaways uh, for, 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 uh, for those who maybe didn't get the chance to go? Sure.
3: Sure. And I, I had some inside baseball and was helping craft the agenda. So, you know, I have my thumb on the scale of some of these things. Um, But I think what we found that resonated from a content perspective Diversity, equity, and inclusion remains crucial for very substantive reasons. It's the right thing to do. It's also how you're going to get the best out of your talent and out of your clients. And you know, we had our general counsel panel, which Jen Dizzo devised as a game show, and it was delightful. Uh, went so well. Better another big swing that just right. I was just in the audience and wrapped with what she has. She has a second career as a game show host. But Arash Darudi, who is a general counsel offender and some of the others, uh, Peter Nguyen uh, also said, look, I have been on panels where there is someone of color from a law firm and they haven't spoken. And I call that person and say, why didn't you speak during the panel? And they say, well, I was only there to represent. I wasn't there to speak. And they said, I didn't hire that law firm for that reason. I, I am going to find out if people are allowed and encouraged to bring their most authentic selves to the conversation so law firms be aware of that one of the other things they said that was music to my ears they said please don't take me to a football game for one you're assuming that's something everybody wants to do that's not the most inclusive activity to choose but also come to my workplace spend time during the day with me and find out what i'm doing which is a different spin on inclusion but it's really saying i see you as a client and i want to support you i think obviously uh on that same path, um, with sustainability, continuity, really understanding the footprint we create as a business community remains crucial and top of mind. And I think obviously, MarTech and AI remain kind of woven throughout all of this. Are we really arming our marketers with the best tools to engage with these uh, markets appropriately, rather? And then finally, I think client teams and client service. It's it's an old chestnut, but I think we we had a lot of fishbowl conversations around this. It really is so crucial. And it, you know, one of my first firms, I came out of healthcare and we did a, a client satisfaction survey, and the executive committee said, Well, we can't use these results because we didn't approve the survey tool. I said, It doesn't matter. They gave us good feedback, but they didn't want to hear. The critique and the problem with that is your clients are they going to vote with their feet. If you don't have an encouraging space for them to say, this is how I want to work with you, this is how I don't want to work with you, they're just going to stop communicating and they're going to go elsewhere. So you really have to have an infrastructure to listen and learn from your clients.
0: Oh my goodness. Just completely just tap danced all across those. You really got all of it right in there. No, honestly, woof, that's, uh, I feel like you did have some inside baseball there. No, but, um, I absolutely agree. You know, I think, uh, for me, my big three wrap ups were community is real and needed. You know, the second is, uh, wah, wah data is everywhere. And, you know, as, yeah. as marketers were using it. And then the third is really, you know, And this was i i got this from the from the uh from the panel you know and everybody loves that panel by the way so that needs to come out that gc panel which is you know marketing and business development uh will continue to be the differentiating edge uh within law firms for better or for worse whatever it doesn't matter but you know this is the client experience and the client service journey is what's yeah. really the thing right now. Um, and, um, and so I anyway, would, so it's,
3: yeah. I would not be doing my duty if I didn't say, stop treating your marketing team like they're kinkos. Mm. They're not summer associates to be managed with a punch list. They are experts who are listening to the marketplace, who understand the tools. Come to them with the ideas and let them frame yeah. the implementation. Don't tie their hands with with expense reduction and uh, assuming a platform you must use and a message because then you're you're stifling what they can bring to the party. So, you know, yeah. I think we heard that loud and clear too. Totally. Totally.
0: Okay. Let's go to, for sake of time, uh, I only have you for 30 minutes. Um, so let's go to question number two, which is my favorite. I'll tell you why, um, which is what does the LMA community mean to you, if anything?
3: Yeah, it, it has, you know, it has at the late state of my life I joined, which was 2011, I was nearly 40. And, you know, I I was an English and theater major. I have lived a career based on serendipity. I just read an article uh, earlier today uh, from uh, Broadway World, I think it was, about how theater helps you in your profession, regardless of what you choose. If you learn to take notes, if you learn to listen, if you learn to put on a production and the timeline that's required and working on an ensemble that's going to benefit you in your life. So I've taken those skills and they've served me well. I was in healthcare for a decade. I was at Deloitte for a while. Uh, I got on my first firm in 2011, but it wasn't until I joined, joined the Legal Marketing Association that I found people who had had a similar journey to mine and who really could complete my sentences. Uh, and I felt like I was on a career path. And you know, my mom, while she was alive, she'd always say she'd call it Ellie May because she thought it was like the Beverly Hillbillies character, you know, L M A. Uh, but she, you know, she would always say, "Are you going to be a lawyer now?" And I'm like, "No, I don't want to be a lawyer now. I like what I'm doing. I think I'm. It's given me a place of impact. I I like solving problems with attorneys. I think they're brilliant minds who have a wonderful affinity for connecting when you show them the paths." that will work for them. And boy, you know, it's like Rex Harrison and My Fair Lady, a problematic musical, I will admit. But when you have that moment of, aha, I think they've got it, it's so gratifying. So, you know, LMA has given me a career. It has given me a path. It has given me opportunities to dance with a drag queen at 8.30 in the morning and be celebrated for it. You know, and that that I really appreciate about the community, that we find the way and the path for everybody to discover their unique voice and bring it back to their business And I think the law firms benefit greatly from people participating in this community because they learn tactically, but they also feel validated, empowered, and they bring their best voices back to their organizations.
0: Yeah, totally. There is a sequined blazer in everybody's uh, feature at the LMS. I think. Um, you just have there you to go.
3: What your version of that is? Sure.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's a metaphor. Um, no, I couldn't agree more. You know, it's my favorite question. I've had the opportunity now to ask this to almost like fifteen people, and everybody sort of just gives the same version uh, of the same idea, which is I feel seen, I feel heard. There's a place for me, regardless of where I'm at. You know, I spoke to somebody who first year, first year, they just they came from. Um, they came from sports radio first year in LMA, oh, wow. and they already sort of they they were they were accepted all the way up to you know the CMOs uh, that I get the chance to talk to, and and every gradation, every spectrum of that, every step, every ladder, whatever whatever metaphor you wanted, to, there's something for everybody here.
3: And I know we're we're mindful of the time, but one other thing I want to highlight is I have been in other industries and I've been other part of other professional associations, and in healthcare. The service providers were out in the hallway, and they were called vendors with a lowercase V, and we were all in the room, in-house marketers, talking about whatever we were talking about. I don't even remember now. LMA is not like that. I mean, we have this relationship. We have some of my biggest mentors were service providers right off the bat, Nancy Merlin, Gina Rubel, Chris Fritch, uh, Deb McMurray, people who took me under their wing and said, let me show you the ropes. And because we have an equal playing field. Service providers and in-house have the same membership. They have same access. They can participate in panels together. They contribute thought leadership. And to me, that's really special and unique because the service providers have to be on the cutting edge of a lot of this stuff because they're selling it. We're selling lawyers, so let's be real here. We're all selling something. And I think the authentic conversations we can have with one another in the room because we're not creating this sort of false distinction is very, very important to, to who we are as a community yeah i
0: couldn't agree more all right let's uh let's go to our last question and we'll go ahead and wrap up similar to similar to two um you know whenever i think of lma i think of substance i think of um community being accepted yeah. sort of helped and then the last is i do think of career you know and i do yeah. think oh, how many people got their first job or their next job or the job that they wanted whenever they grew up because everybody wants to be a legal marketer right what yeah. has lma mean for your career in legal
3: it, it's been completely transformational i i you know i again 25 years ago i moved up here to detroit to work at deloitte just and i was excited I wear dark suits and have a rolly bag and i'm like i'm a consultant and i realized oh i don't like this and so at that point i'm like i need a job i need to eat i need a roof over my head i had met my boyfriend now husband of 23 years uh married since 2015 when we could but you know i i still didn't know what my life would hold and i was in that healthcare system for a decade and it it gave me a lot of the basics that have served me well in my career but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And when I when I threw my resume out in 2011, I was like, I just want a better title. I want more money. That was how just shallow I was. And I got a title of Senior Vice President of Marketing. Sounded really good uh, for a mortgage foreclosure firm, which, you know, you have, we all have our opinions about that. Uh, but when I got into LMA, I suddenly was like, oh, there's a path I can follow. And the job I have now and have had for five years, it is directly... Because of my involvement in the Legal Marketing Association, one of the very first panels I was invited to speak on was at Quick Start in 2015 in San Diego, I was working with Gina Rubel and Heather Morse. And they said, we should have Megan McKeon uh, be on that panel. She's a real go-getter. And I'm like, okay, I don't know her yet. And you know, five, six years later, seven, uh, I was at another firm, should would not be named, and she knew it was not a great fit for me. Uh, ironically, they were nine floors below in this very building I'm in right now. And she said, you know, we need a director of marketing. Why don't you start talking to us? And and now we work together and have worked together for five years and have had the best working relationship. I've learned so much from her and my boss, Susan Ahern, and we just have a wonderful team that we've built here. But none of that would have occurred had I not... I was in, in Orlando, and I was by the pool lurking around trying to make some friends. This was a couple of years before that San Diego speaking engagement, and Gina said, come over here, and I sat with her and Nancy Merlin and Heather Morris and Lindsey Griffiths and Laura Toledo, and they got to know me, Gail Lamarsh. and then we came up with this idea to do a presentation. We got Megan involved, and then years later, that led to this job that has really given me that kind of next level up. You know, we're 700 attorneys, 27 offices, AMLA 110, knocking on the door of 100. And that that was very different than the mortgage fore- foreclosure firm I'd started at in 2011. And I absolutely give LMA the credit for exposing and introducing me to people, techniques, and tools that have allowed me to grow in my, in my work. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you used the word serendipity
0: earlier. Uh, I think, you know, it feels like there's always something serendipitous maybe floating around. I don't know. That's probably a stretch, but whatever, you know, we're we're on
3: it. (laughs) And I think you can be serendipitous and mocking at the same time. And both things can be true. And I encourage, I've had a lot of conversations with people this year because they they think I'm something special because I'm the president. And I'm like, no. But they're always like, how do I get involved? And I think they think I'm going to wave a wand to go. You're on this committee. I go, just start showing up for stuff. Get to know some people. Connect with them on social media. That's what I did. And then over time, I had this network of people, and they're like, this guy's kind of interesting. Let's have him speak. Let's have him write. And that's however the path you find in LMA that's what I love about the community. There are so many different paths. You can be involved in a local steering committee, you can be on a panel at a conference, you can be on a regional board, you can be part of our shared interest groups. There are a lot of different entry points for people to start volunteering and getting to know some people. And you'll land, you will naturally land with the people who are gonna take care of you. It is inevitable. And every year my circles have grown because those people, I got to know more people from them and them from then. And you know, and now it's just, it's huge and I I, I, it is transformed my life. So,
0: yeah, totally. All right. Well, that's just good life advice. I think being in a place that's doing well, that things are happening and also you and know, be open to it. And then be, be open. open and, you know, and, and, and then know what you want and be true to yourself and be authentic yeah. and all the rest yeah. of it and something yeah. good will happen. Yeah. All right. Let's get this nice and smooth out of there. You want to plug what's going on in the next six months? Anything cool, I'm, personal, professional? I'm collapsed, uh, yeah. in
3: a heap. I'm collapsed in a heap the next six months. No, I, you know, at this point, you know, the conference, it's interesting. The conferences are front loaded in the year. It's like the fireworks at the mm. end of the day at Disney. Um, But you know, I really want to focus on the transition to our next president, Kevin Iradol. I've I've gotten I've gotten my attention. <laughs> I've gotten uh, any ego that I needed satiated is well beyond satiated. So I really want to focus on the the work, the governance. Uh, we're going to work through the strategic planning process for next year uh, through the next couple summer months. Our CEO Danielle Holland has got some really thoughtful approaches she's going to bring to things, and I I really want to now t- start to shift that spotlight to Kevin and make sure he's supported because. The, the real truth of the matter is the work of the president begins last year. When you're picking your conference committee, you're picking your co-chairs for things. You have a leaders conference in the fall. All that happens last year and you're starting the the snowball at that point. And then it's rolling by this point. And you just coach and hopefully support people. The other thing I'm looking forward to are all our regional conferences this fall. They're killing it. The themes are incredible. The calls for content are out right now. And I, you know, I've already said to the international board, look, I'm a homebody, I don't need to go to all these, so let's share the wealth. You guys go to the ones that are in your neck of the woods. So I don't know that I'm gonna go to all of them, but I am there sharing, cheering them on because that's, that's how we continue the conversation that started with Amplify, our theme in the spring here at the annual conference. And they're gonna make it their own, like a dance remix. They're gonna find their own ways with it and do some really cool things. And I'm just excited to watch how that all unfolds. And it's fun to see those little sparks you know, become, become infernos. And I'm excited for that for the rest of this year.
0: Wow. You got a behind the peak of, uh, of what it takes to be a LMA president and all the rest of it. It's, uh, it's amazing. Roy, thank you so much for sharing some wisdom, sharing some time we got out here with just one minute left. Yeah. Any, uh, any, any, uh, any sign-offs, any, any words of wisdom that you want to leave wanna, the people wanna,
3: with? I wanna, no, I mean, I want to, yeah, I'm going to switch it around a little bit, Ben. I just want to thank you you're very engaged in our community. You know, you 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 popped up. I think we were I was coming up the escalator or going down and you were sitting in a kind of weird balcony area outside the marketplace. And you you grabbed me and you said, Hey, I'm glad to see you and let's talk. And we chatted for a little bit and you were so kind. And that's what's special about this profession. And you are very important to all of us. And so I just wanna say thank you for giving us all this airtime and the signal boost and for what you're doing for our community. So my words of wisdom are be like Ben, be generous with your time, get to know people and, and help celebrate them because we all just want a little, a little light sometimes. And Ben, you do a wonderful job shining that on everybody. So thank you.
0: Well, thank you so much. You know, it's nice whenever you shine the light that uh, cool people in sequence that reflect right back to you, you know, I think there's a, oh, boom, boom. But no, thank you so much. We came full circle. Came full circle. Thank you so much for the kind words, hearts. You guys can't see this because it's a uh, it's a podcast, but mm-hmm. heart to heart and heart to everybody out there. You know, it's um. I was listening to. I'll end with this. You know, it's uh. Sometimes days can feel long, but you know, so I was listening to this thing, or somebody said it. You know, life is like a tunnel. You know, sometimes you can't see the end of it, but uh, you know that it's there, and you just gotta keep on walking. And I kind of feel like you know that's like yeah. corny, but like you know, everybody feels good. And if you get to walk with with other people you know you you can keep on walking one step at you, a time you, right
3: you, you go really far um mm-hmm. and you don't realize how far you've gotten because people have each taken part of their part of the journey it's you know yeah. a big fan of the wizard of oz i always will be i think that that's a perfect allegory for you know we're all seeking something and we don't realize we have it all along and that yeah. the journey is what teaches us that and i one last bit of advice i laura Gastner who who is our keynote she and I've had a couple conversations. She we have we have this Instagram DM relationship now. Neither of her husbands are jealous or glad we're talking to somebody. Um, but you know, she okay. said to me, you don't have to give your trophies back. And I I have thought a lot about that. That, you know, when you have an accomplishment, you're like, what next? And everyone says to you, What are you gonna do next? And I'm like, nothing. I, you know, yeah. I'm gonna see what the world brings, and maybe what I do now is help other people garner those experiences and help them find their path and there will be a reward in that and and when you're not actively seeking that next trophy because you're like they're mine i accomplished them i don't have to feel guilty i don't have to earn another one or keep proving myself it's done i did it um then you set a good example for other people for balance and health and and you know everybody gets their gets their moment so once you've had yours pay it forward, let other people have their space. So, you know, that's that's important to me right now. And I thought that was a really good bit of advice from her. Oh,
0: so. that is so good. Honestly, something that I think we can all sort of try to remind ourselves. Well, Roy, thank you so much. And thank, thank, you. thank you to everybody else. It was a pleasure sitting down. And yeah, we will be back very soon. Thanks, everybody. Take care. See ya.